Hi, I'm Dale Beaumont, and you're listening to the WP Elevation Podcast. G'day, Troy Dean from WP Elevation, and welcome to episode 57 of the WP Elevation Podcast. Our feature guest this week is one of my mentors and someone that I've learned a lot from over the last few years about business and entrepreneurship and systems and leverage and processes and marketing. I'm talking about Dale Beaumont from Business Blueprint. Uh, one of Australia's most successful entrepreneurs. He built three $1 million businesses before he was 30 years old. Crazy, I know. He's written, I don't know, something like 15,000 best-selling books. No, actually, I think, I better not misquote that. I think it's about 13 best-selling books, one of which he's giving away um, this week, so stick around for details on that. Anyway, what Dale Beaumont doesn't know about building a business in the modern world is not worth knowing. This episode of the podcast was completely hijacked by Dale into a masterclass. He taught so much. I feel a bit silly giving this podcast away for free. I know we could charge lots of money for this because there is so much good stuff in this podcast. I just asked Dale some questions and he just went on and taught so much. It was amazing. Anyway. Uh, we, as I said, Dale is giving away a copy of uh, one of his books called The Secrets of Top Business Builders Exposed. Uh, you get, you're getting a, or um, well, the winner is getting an electronic version of that book. Uh, the book retails for 30, about $33 and it's well worth the read. Um, there is so much to learn in this episode, I don't even know where to begin other than Dale Beaumont is one of my favorite Australian business educators because he teaches so much and adds so much value. I've spoken at his conferences um, in Sydney and he was very kind to join us and give up uh, almost an hour of his valuable time to help us on this podcast. So stay with us. Let's elevate. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. This episode of the WP Elevation podcast is brought to you by Video User Manuals, the only, the best, the original, the ultimate way to teach your clients how to use WordPress, how to use WP SEO by Yoast, how to use WooCommerce, and now how to use Google Analytics. That's right, our plugin now features a bunch of videos from Justin Cutroni, analytics advocate at Google Analytics. Uh, that you can turn these videos on or off and show your clients in their WordPress dashboard how to set up and use Google Analytics. So there are now something like 80 videos available in the back end of your client's WordPress dashboard to teach them how to use WordPress, how to use SEO by Yoast, how to use WooCommerce, and how to use Google Analytics. Uh, Of course, you can get it for $1 for your first month or something ridiculous like that. We also now have embed codes, so you can embed the videos on your own um, logged in membership site so when your clients log in to your site uh, they can learn all this stuff right on your website too um, so uh, you check it out at wpelevation.com slash vum and um, check out the funny video of me and my wife doing a role play where she pretends to be a customer and I pretend to hand over a website with the plugin it's quite funny anyway this week the elevation tip this week is Find one thing in your business that you do not like doing and leverage yourself out of it. You know, or one thing that maybe that you don't like doing, but one thing that you shouldn't be doing. Like, for example, I don't edit the podcast because I'm really bad at it. I'm really slow. Chris does a better job and I don't want to do it. So I record the podcast, shoot them over to Chris in the States on Dropbox, in Dropbox, and he edits them. He's got a process that we've worked together to to refine and he edits the, the podcast. So that's just a waste of everyone's time if I'm editing the podcast. So find one thing in your business that you don't like doing and get rid of it, leverage it, write a process, delegate it to someone else or automate it with technology. Might be bookkeeping, might be sales and marketing, might be PSD to WordPress theme, whatever it is. Just find one thing, one thing, just start one thing with your business that you don't like doing or that you shouldn't be doing and leverage yourself out of it. Dale Beaumont from Business Blueprint is our guest this week and he's going to talk to us a lot about leveraging yourself out of the business. Um, And it's not so that you can go and sit on a beach and twiddle your thumbs. As Dale says, he works two months, has one month off. He works extremely hard for two months. He'll work weekends and evenings and then every three months he takes one month off with his family and he travels the world and he unplugs. He's off the grid for a month. Then he works two months and has a month off. So he talks about leverage Because if you don't leverage yourself out of the business, not only are you doing yourself a disservice, but you're doing the business and your customers a disservice because you are the break point. 
You are one single breakpoint. And if something happens to you, the business can't add value and your customers can't get what they want. So you need to build leverage into your business so that the business can run, if not completely, at least partially, without you actually being on deck. So Dale Beaumont is, as I said, from Business Blueprint. Uh, he has taught me a lot in the few years that I've known him about everything, about getting testimonials from customers, about um, defining your elevator pitch, about positioning, about speaking. He's taught me heaps. He's given me great opportunities to speak in front of his community up at the Business Blueprint Conference in Sydney, and he returned the favor uh, now by sharing everything he knows on the podcast. Seriously, this episode is not a podcast. It is a masterclass. He teaches so much in the hour that we spent together. It is ridiculous. So, Without further ado, and he's giving away a copy of one of his books, an electronic version of one of his books, so stick around for details on how you can enter that. In fact, I'm going to tell you now because I forgot to mention it in the interview. In order to enter the competition this week, tell us underneath this video, leave a comment and tell us the one thing holding you back from leveraging yourself out of part of your business. Is it that you just want control? Is it that you think no one can do it as well as you? Is it cash flow? What are you afraid of? What is the one thing holding you back from beginning to leverage yourself out of your business? Leave a comment underneath this video and you could win a copy of Dale's book, Secrets of Top Business Builders Exposed, which is valued at $33. So without further ado, let's go and meet Dale Beaumont. G'day, Troy Dean from WP Elevation, and I'm very pleased to have with me all the way from Sydney, Dale Beaumont. Hey, Dale, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, Troy. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. For those that don't know, Dale Beaumont is one of Australia's most successful young entrepreneurs, having built three different million-dollar businesses before the age of 30 and is today founder and CEO of Business Blueprint, the world's most forward-thinking business education company. And I know Dale through uh, Business Blueprint. I've spoken at a couple of your events and... Uh, I thought it would be good to get you on the podcast because you are not a WordPress guy as such. You are a business entrepreneur, and I think our audience could learn a lot from you. So before we do that, though, uh, Dale has very kindly sponsored the prize this week. It is a copy of his book, uh, Secrets of Top Business Builders Exposed. It retails for about 33 bucks normally, and we're giving away a copy of that. So stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. Hey, Dale, before we start talking about um, the web and entrepreneurship and marketing automation and all that cool stuff, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was a kid, um, I wanted to be a um, national gymnast, an, an <laughs> Olympian, actually. Um, I was uh, yeah, energetic kid bouncing off the walls, so my mum got me in gymnastics and uh, at the age of nine was was training about 36 hours in the gym on top of going to school. So, you know, handstand, somersault, backflips, all that type of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to uh, represent my country in uh, gymnastics and uh, travel around the world. Wow. And and you did a bit of this, right? Like you, I, had, a, you had a fairly illustrious gymnast career, yeah. didn't you? I did. I did. I when I was thirteen, I um, went to China and uh, and uh, got to represent Australia there. So um, ticked that box. And then uh, when I was fifteen years of age, uh, gymnastics as a sport is incredibly demanding. Um, and so it's really you know you really have to sacrifice a lot of your life. And so I decided and education as well. So I decided I didn't want to do that fully and switch to another sport where I could train a lot less and and uh, and but still have uh, a lot of success. I moved to a sport called aerobics or competitive aerobics, um, which is now like a stream of gymnastics. Gymnastics, and uh, then I represented Australia in uh, at the World Championships in Brazil, and another World Cup event in Japan, and another one in uh, Germany as well. So, uh, wow. yeah, that was uh, my former life. I call it uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> learned a lot of great things. Met a lot of beautiful women. So uh, it was <laughs> it was, a, it was a good times. Remembering back now, <laughs> I was going to say, did, did you move from gymnast into competitive aerobics because you discovered beer and girls, and you weren't prepared to make those sacrifices? Something like that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, when when did you discover the internet and think, hang on, there's something in this. I think I'm going to be spending a bit of time online doing business. When did that first happen for you? I suppose it happened in maybe 2003 or four around that time when um, we had been in business for a couple of years um, and just sort of worked out the fact that that um, just having people call up, you know, uh, you have to be sitting by the phone to, to take those calls. <laughs> uh, but with a, with a website, um, you know, it can operate 24 hours a day and you can later on, you know, put an opt-in form so you can capture leads. And um, I just knew that 
that this was going to be was going to be huge. Um, and so I started investing time, going to some courses, and then when I got involved in in book publishing in a major way, um, I started to see some of the retailers starting to struggle because of this whole online thing. Amazon was starting to uh, pick up um, speed. And so uh, that's when I decided I was going to start building websites and having people buy my books online, which I started in about 2006, 2007, and, um, and kind of have a look, look back ever since. Wow. So I didn't realize that's how you start your online, your, your, your sort of first venture into the online world was selling your books online. Yeah, selling books online. The first website I think we put up up was for our youth programs that we we ran. So uh, after my was kind of like sporting background and uh, career there, I then got involved in running seminars for teenagers, teaching things like goal setting and leadership and communication skills. It was a company called Tomorrow's Youth. And so I think we registered that domain name in maybe 2001 or two. And um, then shortly after, you know, threw up a website and uh, that gave people information about our events. So that was the first website that I built. But as far as uh, a a website that actually sold something directly, um, then it wasn't until kind of the mid-2000s that I started to, I suppose, get into e-commerce and work out the fact that, you know, people could actually buy things directly um, through the the internet, which was uh, pretty exciting. Mm. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the technical stuff and WordPress and processes and systems, but I'm curious, how, like, at what point did you, once you've gone through the gymnast thing and you've had that career and you've been doing the competitive aerobics, at what point do you, did you kind of think, I've got something to offer here, I think I can teach people, things like leadership and motivation and when did that kind of start to, to click into place for you? So for, for, is that for the teenagers or for now the, what well, I do? With, well, for the teenagers because I, I kind of see what you do now is in, uh, like the, what you were doing with the teenagers was kind of like the, like a, you know, the first kind of uh, venture, if you like, of, of teaching mm. people in groups and that's kind of been a natural extension of what you're doing now with Business Blueprint. So at what point did you become a teacher? Yeah, I, well, what happened was I started to attend. I finished school, and because of my sporting career, I learned the importance of having mentor, the importance of having mentors and coaches. So that made total sense to me because you can't achieve any you know high level of success in sport without a coach. So I thought, okay, I'm going to have a coach for life, and I'm going to do courses and seminars, which I did with people like Robert Kiyosaki and Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy and all of these kind of self help and success and wealth creation gurus. And so I did a lot of their courses, but I found myself like at the age of 17, 18, 19, you know, the youngest by about 20 years. And, um, you know, people would, would come up to me and go, who are you? What are you doing here? I'm like, oh, I'm here to learn. And they're like, oh, my God, you're so young. You're so lucky. If only I had the opportunity to learn this when I was 19, I'd, you know, I'd be a multimillionaire 10, time, 10 times over by now. So I thought, well, why wasn't, why isn't this stuff taught to, to young people? You know, how much time do we spend at school on maths and English and all these subjects? And, and we only use like, one or two percent in the real world, uh, wouldn't it be great if we taught these life skills to teenagers? And so I then, at the age of nineteen, started to run seminars. Our first seminar, we had three people come along to to our very first seminar, um, but things <laughs> kind of grew and expanded from there. And now we've run programs for nearly thirty thousand young people um, over the course of around about ten years. So um, yeah, it was a was a lot of fun, but it just was a gap that I saw, and I. I thought to myself, um, you know, no one's doing this and I suppose I was young enough and um, kind of naive enough to go, well, let's give it a crack and we did. Yeah, right. It's, I mean, it's something I, we, I talk a lot to our members and our audience about this and a lot of people struggle with the kind of, and I guess at 19, you don't have these issues of self-belief. I mean, you feel like you can take on the world, right, when you're 19. But did it, at any point, did you go, no one's going to listen to me? Um, yeah, I think we, um, we certainly, you know, had, had a bit of doubt, but I think, uh, I, we heard a quote through our kind of, um, self-development journey and the saying was the hero and the coward have the same fear. The hero does it anyway. Yeah. And so we thought, well, of course we're going to be nervous. We're going to be scared and blah, 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 but we're just going to get on with it. So what, you know, everyone's scared, everyone's nervous and the ones that aren't are lying. So, um, you know, <laughs> Uh, some do, some don't. So let's just let's just do it. Um, yeah. So we we just kind of confronted our fears and we did it. And we were you know we were nervous um, and uh, shaking, but uh, we just did it again the next week and the next week and the next week, and that kind of fear subsided. And so so I guess the moral of the story therein there is is just just keep doing it until you know it's 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 easy. And at the beginning, everything is hard before it's easy. So you just gotta gotta keep keep at it, and keep showing up, and mm. it just gets easier and easier and better and better. It's really good to hear you say that because I mean I remember the first time I saw you, uh, I'd, I'd seen you on a bunch of videos and the first time I went up to a conference in Sydney and I saw you on stage, you just looked like it was second nature. You just looked so comfortable in front of a room of 250 people and I was blown away at 
how easy you made it look. Mm. And it's really good to hear you say, for our audience to hear you say that it wasn't always that way, that the way that you yeah. get that comfortable is just by practice, just doing it and doing it and doing it over and over again. Yeah, and that's right. And look for opportunities to kind of speak as well. If you know someone, you know, invite someone from the audience to even say something, just, you know, say it. If yeah. someone says, oh, jump up for a volunteer, be one of those those people just kind of you know feel the fear and do it anyway yeah. and just volunteer if you can for, for for speaking i think what's one of the easiest ways if we're not going into marketing just yet but the easiest ways to get new clients is just stand in front of a, a room of people once a month and there's yep. so many different organizations out there that are looking for subject matter experts and as a as a Word, wordpress developers we have knowledge um and other people want to know what we know. Mm. So if you can just put yourself forward to speak in front of rooms of, of people, um, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 people is all you need once a month um, to have three or four people at the end of every talk, you know, say, look, if you, if you want some help in these areas, come and see me. Uh, you'll have more clients than you'll ever need. Um, so, so, you know, definitely put yourself out there more and it doesn't, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You just got to be passionate. You got to know your stuff, which I'm sure everyone does. Mm got to be passionate about what you do and just be willing to uh, to help and um, more than you know more than the other guy and yep. if you do that and you just you know collect people's details and you're diligent and you follow people up um, you'll have you know more than enough work to yeah. satisfy you for for years and years great advice that is the, the best advice I think we've had in the podcast well man I think your work here is done I'm not letting you off that easily um, okay. when did so let, talk about WordPress nice segue into WordPress when did you discover the WordPress dashboard and think, hmm, this is going to make life a lot easier. Yeah. So what I had done, like the first website we built, I think we just built it sort of in HTML. I didn't even, um, had a friend of mine that uh, was starting to go, oh, this is, you know, you can build websites. And I was like, cool. And then we used Dreamweaver for a couple of other <laughs> websites that we, uh, we built as well. Um, and then we um, engaged a few companies for um, some other websites that I built for my for my books, and uh, it was all, all on proprietary software that was owned by this company. And you know, as the story kind of goes, you know, you pay five or ten grand for a website, but then you want this and you want this and you want this and you want that, and you end up spending fifteen or twenty grand. And uh, it's just you just it's a bottomless money pit. You know, you'd never ever kind of outdevelop um, you know what what you want to have happen and so then I heard about this thing called WordPress whereby nobody actually owns your website you know you're kind of in control of your own website and if you're ever not happy you can basically take your website um, you know off their hands and give it to someone else and uh, you have control and I thought that's how it should be you know in business you don't want to uh, give the most important asset um, you know of your business to to somebody else to manage and not be able to control the outcome so I got excited about WordPress because of the the, the just the philosophy of being an open source, and then also the the, the plugins. I think you know, look the other day, and there's like thirty thousand different plugins that are there. So whatever you could possibly want to do, membership mm. site or affiliate program, or I want to do split testing or add a Twitter feed. You know, mm. someone out there has already thought of um, a solution and built something. And mm. um, you know, from from a customer's point of view, it's fantastic because you're not having to pay a fortune for um, custom stuff to be developed. And from a service uh, point of view as well, um, providing service for people, you know, you can provide something which um, which um, now does 20 different things, and um, and you don't have to be the person sitting there coding all that stuff. So I think it's great for the customer and also great for developers as well. Mm. Yeah, oh, I couldn't agree more. Um, how do you describe what you do in one sentence? When someone you meet someone for the first time, they say, "Hey, Dale, what do you do? What's your elevator pitch, so to speak?" Well, we can even turn that into a bit of a teaching point if you if you like as sure, well. Sure, bring it on. For, for helping helping people to kind of to do this because uh, a lot of people go, they just say what it is that they do. I'm an accountant, or I'm a bookkeeper, or I'm a WordPress developer. Yeah. So um, the, so the formula is I help, and then it's insert in your target market. So who do you help? So you don't actually say what you do. You say, I help, and who do you help? Do you help business owners? I help chiropractors. Um, I help um, I help non-for-profits. So who, who is your ideal client? And maybe that's the first teaching point there because a lot of people actually don't, they're never really clear on who mm. their target market is. Mm. So it's so kind of difficult to attract clients when they haven't actually you know, picked a target market. If, if you're kind of um, broad, a little bit broad like I am, then I, I have a, a line that I use. I help forward-thinking business owners. Mm. So that's my yep. target market. Yep. I help forward-thinking business owners or I help frustrated business owners, whatever it is, just some way of describing it. Mm. Um, who, and then so it's I help forward-thinking business owners, who, and then you insert in 
the biggest problem that you help solve mm. um, because a lot of people, um, they, um, they like people will do more to avoid pain than what they will to gain yeah. pleasure. We're yep. just wired to, well, most people are wired that way. And um, so if you attack, attack the problem, you're much more likely to, uh, to get some response. So for me, when I say this, I help forward-thinking business owners who are struggling to adapt to new technology and are still using old and outdated forms of marketing. So hmm. that's my kind of elevator pitch in a way. That's what I Beautiful. kind of like. Someone says, what do you do? So if you're a website developer, I help chiropractors who are frustrated um, because their website is not generating the many leads. Hmm. And then you can stop there. Now, then someone will, you know, because a lot of people, when they talk about this elevator pitch, they teach you to rehearse this 30-second or a minute sort of speech. But mm. I've found people go off on this kind of uh, rant and <laughs> no one's actually even interested. So if you keep it nice and short, I help chiropractors who are frustrated by having a website that doesn't work or uh, frustrated by having a website that doesn't do anything for them or doesn't generate leads, full stop. And then a person will say one of two things. The first thing that I'll say is, um, how's the weather? Or they'll, you know, <laughs> so then you've just saved yourself, you know, five minutes of rambling because they don't even care. So great, talk about the weather. Yep. But if, you, if they're a fit for you, they'll say, tell me more. Yeah. And, and then you can then go on to your next step. And then the next step, if you want to go a bit further into teaching here, is to say these lines. Uh, well, I do this. So, so, um, so you say, um, I help four thing business. And then, so they then say, uh, so tell me more. Um, then you say, so uh, how I do this is, and you enter in the three steps. How I do this is, I find out exactly what, you know, is frustrating people about their websites, then I completely rebuild, blah, blah, blah. Then I do this. So you insert in the three things. I do this by boom, boom, boom. And the ultimate outcome is insert in what the ultimate benefit is of those points. So you might be saying, I do this by um, looking at taking, doing a, uh, you know, 16 point audit on someone's website and finding out what are the low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. Then I identify the five easy wins. And then I help them to make those changes within two weeks. And the ultimate outcome is people then have a website that actually generates them leads and that they're able to change and customize um, so they can whatever, whatever. Yeah. So, so that's just completely off the cuff. But you plan it out by saying, I do this by inserting three simple steps. Um, so because people can get their head around that. Anything mm -hmm. more than that, they go into overwhelm. And then you don't leave it there because they're kind of like the features of what you do. But people don't buy on features, they buy on benefits. So mm -hmm. then you say, and the ultimate outcome is that if you do these three steps, then you're going to have this and this and this, and you summarize that into one or two lines, then that's a really kind of tight package for someone to know who you are and who you help, the problems that you solve, how your process works, and what they're going to get by working with you. And then at the end of that, they're either going to say one or two things, and that is like, um, have you got a card or something along those lines, and I'm interested in working with you, or you know what, I've got a friend of mine who's kind of like just exactly the person that you've described and they're this and they're this and they're this. Have you got a card so I can refer you on? So um, by being really, really clear, um, you know, because a lot of times people are too sort of general. They might say I'm a mm. WordPress developer and or, or I'm a website developer. Now, if you say that to me, I go, I know 10 website developers. Mm. So uh, I can't do anything for you because mm. why would I recommend you as opposed to the 10 other people <laughs> that I know in my head? So I tell people, you've got to go from being one of one of 100 or one of 10 to one of one. Yeah. So if you said to me that I'm a... Um, I'm a website developer. Oh, sorry. You know, I help trades tradespeople um, who are blah 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 blah. I do this by, and then the ultimate outcome is blah 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 blah. I'm now thinking to myself, who's a tradie that I know? Oh, oh, you'd call Andy. I'm going to refer you on to Andy because Andy is exactly the type of person that you described. So w by being more focused, by being more specific, and going becoming owning a piece of real estate within my mind, mm -hmm. then I can go. I really need to put put someone in, in touch with you. So you get a lot more referrals by being more specific. Perfect. I love it. I love this so much. The obvious question is, and this is what every, I can hear 15,000 people on our email list going, but, 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 but. The obvious question is, but if we restrict ourselves to a target market, what about all that other work that we're going to miss out on? <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's a total like... Um, um, 
it's total misconception <laughs> by, by saying to people, if I get specific, I'm going to lose work. Maybe, maybe in the short term, you might lose a little bit of work. And it'll be painful for you because someone else will come along, it's not in your target market, and can go, hey, can I build a website? And they're like, mm, yeah, but you've got be, to become specific so you can become famous and become known for something. Mm. Like, for example, I have a, um, a client of mine, actually, who's a, um, he's a graphic designer and he's a website developer. And he's now niching down to doing websites just for CrossFit people mm. that own CrossFit gyms. Mm. So there's like 10,000 of them around the world. And now, and he knows that market really, mm. really well, what they need, what they like, what they don't like. And so when he says, I design websites just for CrossFit gyms, it's just kind of like, and here's, here's what I do for you. The person's going, that's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I want. Mm. And there's more than enough uh, opportunity there for him to make you know, a, a fortune just in that one mm. kind of uh, area. Yeah. So it really is about you saying, Saying, saying no to some opportunities to say yes to more of the right opportunities. So, I mean, I'm throwing you completely on the spot here, but the obvious question is how do you start to figure out like who your target market is? And, you know, I mean, one of the things I know is that if you make a decision on a target market, it's not set in stone. You can change your mind three months later, right? Because you can work out where that target market's just not viable or I don't know enough about them or I'm not very good at that. So what's your criteria for working out who your target market is? So I think the best way, uh, one way to start is to survey your existing, go back to your existing customers. You could either survey them or you could just go through and this probably may take half an hour, an hour, but go look through all of your last clients and go, who are the ones that have been, have spent the most amount of money with me? Who are the ones that were the easiest to find? Who are the ones that were the easiest to deal with? Um, and who are the ones that have referred me on to the most amount of clients? And so if you can identify those and see, is there something that's common around these particular um, businesses? Were, were they from the same industry or are they completely all over the place? So go to the existing customers that you have about who spent the most amount of money with you, who was the easiest to deal with, who referred you on to the most clients. And you might find some consistency there. And they all fall into one kind of um, category. Mm. Um, so you could do that. You could also find different uh, emerging trends like CrossFit is a trend at the moment as well. And then you've got, you know, there's different from time to time, um, different things are, you know, uh, go uh, exploding and you kind of talk to your friends and kind of ask them what's hot and what's kind of um, uh, what, what is really booming. Uh, there's different websites there that talk about different uh, businesses that are trending or on the rise versus ones that are kind of falling. So you might want to find it, find it there as well. You can look on Amazon and look at the top selling um, uh, books in different sort of uh, areas and see if you can find some consistencies there. Um, so there's, there's a few other ways or you're just going to you know, pick something that you're interested in, that you're passionate about because if you have an interest in it, you probably know a lot about it and you know what people need and don't need. So you can, you can start there as well. All great advice. Um, uh, you know, I, this is turning more into a masterclass and less of a podcast episode. <laughs> so this is fabulous. Thank you very much. Um, uh, what do you spend most of your time actually doing day to day? I mean, we're going to talk a little bit more about Business Blueprint in a second, but a Business Blueprint is kind of a, a, a big machine rolling along with lots of customers, adding lots of value, putting on four massive conferences a year, probably more than that now. What do you yeah. actually spend most of your time doing day to day? Most of my time is now um, sort of manage, not really managing the business anymore because I have a general manager that kind of looks after the 10 staff that we have. But really the strategic kind of things, the big picture things, if we're rebuilding a website or we're, we're writing a new kind of piece of marketing collateral or we're designing a new conference or event or we're looking at um, trademarking the things that we need to get nailed or with me to automate our payments or um, you know move to a better CRM system, all that kind of the big big stuff that we're doing that's really affecting the whole fundamentals of the business and the strategy and then kind of just making sure that I, I um, keep my finger on the pulse as well by, um, by learning. Um, I think it's really important to stay fresh with new ideas and also you know, giving back as well and uh, doing things like, like this, um, not only just to, um, you know, to kind of uh, um, get the word out there about what I do but also just to um, add value to other people as well because I know you've added a lot of value to me as well so it's great to be able to help other people that have helped me and um, to give back. Mm. And how do you triage, like how do you know out of everything that's on your to-do list, how do you know what you're supposed to do next? Yeah, well <laughs> I think it's really important, I talk to my clients around this about having a, a really clear 
vision of where it is that you're you're going in your business and so we uh, we encourage all of our our clients that we work with to have a vision and i remember hearing this quote once and it's the clearer the picture the fewer the choices the easier the decision mm. so the clearer you are with where you're going then the fewer the choices that you have and the easier the decision so um, i just asked myself this question is what this opportunity giving helping me to achieve my vision of my business and if mm. the answer is yes, then I may go for it and if the answer is no, it's just kind of like, yeah, it could be a good opportunity, could be something exciting, could be something that's fun but it's not part of where, where I'm going mm. and I constantly have to keep pulling myself back to the, the vision that I have otherwise, you know, I end up getting distracted with all these different shiny objects or different things um, and not really staying focused to, to what I, my, my plans are. Yeah, fear of fear of missing out is uh, yeah. one of those things. I'm just gonna sorry. I've just gotta uh, uh, just make sure I'm on do not disturb here, so people don't bother me on Skype. Uh, fear of missing <laughs> out, fear of missing out, and shiny object syndrome. Hey, the two the two <laughs> killer um, uh, uh, traps that entrepreneurs fall into. Um, what's the one thing that keeps you awake at night? One thing that keeps me awake at night, um, I suppose, just. Um uh, I actually sleep pretty good, actually. Um, the only thing that keeps me awake at night is uh, having little kids. You know, I've got a uh, six-year-old and a, and a four-year-old, and um, you know, they used to wake up quite a lot at night. And now we're just the, the little, the, the big guy, six years of age. You know, he can sleep through the night and then wake up in the morning um, and you know use the bathroom. Uh, but <laughs> the little guy, it's kind of like you know he stirs in the middle of the night. Go, we better wake him up and go to the bathroom. Otherwise, um, he kind of can't sometimes wait all or throughout the whole night these days. So um, we just we're almost over that hump. But that's what <laughs> keeps me awake. I've got to kind of go to sleep lightly because you know if something happens and he wets the bed, then I get the blame. So, um. <laughs> all right. Well, let me let me phrase it another way. If you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing about the business right now, what would it be? What would it be? Um, well, I think for us it would be around um, probably rebuilding some of our websites actually because um, we've got some kind of legacy sites that we kind of have that we now need to uh, update and improve and enhance and so I really want to, um, to to get those fixed and we're on track to do that by the end of the year but they still kind of frustrate me that um, you know I just want, want, them, want them done now so uh, <laughs> we're getting there. Awesome. What do you do when you're not working? How do you how do you chill? I know you travel a bit. How do you chill out and keep your head together? Yeah, we uh, travel a lot. We kind of our routine goes two months work, one month off, two months work, one month off. So we uh, we travel quite. Uh, we have four four months of the year we uh, we travel. So that's really where I switch off. So I find when I'm you know in those two months where I'm working, you know I like to get a work hard and get a lot of work work done. Um, and so you know I work in the evenings and stuff like that because because I want to. But then you know I take. Yeah, months, months off at a time. And so when I, when I do that, I, I really switch off and love to travel, love to explore new places, love to, um, you know, visit landmarks and study history and learn about cultures and um, spend time with the kids as well. Mm, awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Business Blueprint. For those that have no idea what it is, what is Business Blueprint? So it's it's like I said before, it's a program for business forward thinking business owners who are struggling to adapt. No, it's a it's a leveraged um, business coaching program. So I coach businesses, but rather than coaching businesses one at a time, you know, we coach now um, almost four hundred businesses um, at the same time. Now, how we do that is by having a, a leveraged program, and we um, have four conferences that they attend throughout the year, where we teach all of our our content and our information. We have webinars that we run every fortnight for our clients and also we have now 450 uh, training videos teaching them how to use uh, um, how to use WordPress or how to use um, YouTube or do Facebook advertising or how to use uh, Google Apps all the things that business owners struggle with most of my clients are baby boomers and they woke up one day and realized what the hell happened? You know, the whole world has changed. You can't just stick an ad in the yellow pages anymore and wait for the phone to ring. You know, they realize now that everything's gone social, everything's gone digital, everything involves the internet. And they, they know if they don't kind of do something now to upskill and upgrade their, their, their businesses, they're going to get left behind by younger, more tech-savvy competitors, which is already happening. So um, what I do is to sort of bridge the gap and show them how to function in the new world without kind of um, you know, insulting them or making them feel small or bamboozling them with tech talk. You know, I make things really simple for them and just hold their hand and you know, show them step by step 
how they can uh, run a more um, tech-savvy, smarter, more profitable business. Mm. Had, and you do it very well, uh, I must say. I've been at quite a few of your conferences, and they've, it's a very slick operation, and I've you know seen the inside workings of what you do, and it's very... I remember once um, standing at the back of the room watching uh, one of your guys film a speaker, and next to him was this procedure written out about how to film a speaker at a business blueprint conference. And I was like, oh, yes. my God, the detail in that process is outstanding. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, but, believe it was so detailed, man. <laughs> are you? You're not a Virgo by any chance, are you? No, no, I'm right. a Cancer. Right. So, yeah. where, so when did you like? So, first of all, um, to, so probably a two prong question, but when did you first identify this this niche, and when did you realise that that you know systems and processes were so important, and and that you had this ability to teach businesses how to how to do this stuff. Mm. Well, so how I sort of discovered the opportunity was um, I'm passionate about business and passionate about education. They're the two, you know, and family, of course, but they're the two things that uh, I love. I love educating, and I started that when I was 19 by running all the youth programs. And I've always I've just loved learning about business, and I just find that you know business can just. Uh, you know, done the right way. You can offer the business owner so many opportunities, but also their staff opportunities, and you know, you can serve clients, and you also get to make a big impact on the world as well. So, um, I then, uh, so I built um, a publishing company where I published all of these books, and that did really well. And but I just by that stage, I was you know, I was building websites. I had a database of uh, twenty thousand people or so that I had uh, had built, and I was doing autoresponders, and I was uh, doing videos on YouTube, and 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 uh, I was doing interviews with people, and at the, those days before we had sort of you know podcasting was big. I was just burning them onto CDs, but and sending them out to clients. And even that was kind of revolutionary, you know, back in 2006, 2007. And, and people kept asking me, Dale, how are you doing all these things? How do how do you how do you get a website? And how do you do autoresponders? And how do you um, how do you record interviews? And and so. Um, I then started showing other business owners how to do this, and it was like that they were, you know, hearing the gospel for the first time. <laughs> they were just like amazed that, oh my, this is this is amazing. This whole this is a whole new world. And uh, what I realized was that that there's, you know, they fall into different categories. I think that anyone that's kind of, you know, younger than maybe 35 or, or so, you know, they, we grew up with with computers, and um, it's not not so much age, but um, for most younger people, we grew up with computers, and and this idea of there's this thing called Google, and if you want to know something, you can just find it out yourself, and you know, you can hack this together and do a bit of this and do a bit of that, and you know, figure it out. And so I was just kind of one of those people, but like my parents' generation, people, you know, 40s, 50s. 60s they look sort of wired differently and they they um they don't know how to find the answers and if they do they don't know how to put it together and they don't know how to to use it they really need someone to hold their hand and help them step by step to actually make these changes in their business and that's a really important thing for website developers as, as well to kind of know and get because my clients say to me you know when I talk to my website developer at the end of the conversation I feel about I'm an inch tall because mm-hmm. They just bamboozle me with all this tech talk and they make me feel like an idiot. And so the part of our job is to reassure them and to to kind of take out the jargon and to show people the fact that you understand you understand them and you're going to help them to to learn these things. And uh, that's kind of part of the reason why you know my programs have been so successful is because I've been able to show them how they can you know bridge the gap and and uh, succeed in the in the new world. So uh, even though I do have younger clients, have older clients, you know, it's um, my main main kind of uh, sweet spot is really uh, that older generation that uh, is 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 wanting to upskill and and upgrade their thinking. And mm. so I, I kind of at the beginning I was just a general business program, you know, like much like any other one out there. But I really realized there's this big kind of gap because most uh, other educators are talking about same stuff they were 20 years ago, yeah. but the world has changed. And so I thought, well, who's who's ta- telling people how to do all this new stuff? And mm. like nobody. I'm okay. Well, there's a gap, so I'm going to fill that, and uh, it's been very successful. Mm. Uh, what's the wall of faces behind you all about? I see. Is that is that Dan Norris on the on the wall behind yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, these are our these are our clients. So we right. actually have um, you know a whole bunch, nearly 400 uh-huh. clients that we work with. They're from right across Australia, oh. and we um, we take photos of all of our clients oh. and. Um, we stick them up in our boardroom so we can, you know, know their faces and um, awesome. know who we're, who we're talking to. Awesome. That's great. Um, okay. 
We should probably do the elevation round, which is a, you know, a, a lightning round of quick questions and quick answers for WordPress consultants. As you know, WP Elevation is a business accelerator group for WordPress consultants. It's kind of like the business blueprint specifically for WordPress guys, you know? Love it, um, yeah. So, uh, series, I'm going to ask Dale a series of quick questions, and he's going to give us a series of quick answers just off the top of your head, starting with, what's the number one thing any freelancer needs to know? Okay. Um, the one thing I'd say is, and this was a, said to me by a business mentor of mine, he said, you're not in the business of the thing. You're in the business of marketing the thing. And so uh-huh. a, a lot of people think to themselves that, you know, well, I'm, I'm in the business of cutting hair. I'm in the business of building websites. I'm in the business of mowing lawns. No, no, no. You're in the business of selling that service mm. and so you're an entrepreneur and if you're and you've got to realize you've got to get out of that technician thinking of I'm, I'm a technician you're actually a business owner so your number one job is actually marketing and selling and promoting what you do and once you make that shift to being rather than a technician becoming a business owner then that completely changes things because now you have a completely different job description and if you really want to and you're purpose is to leverage yourself out of that technician role and to become the entrepreneur of your business. Yeah, love it. Um, what's the best thing you've ever done to find new customers? Well, good. there's lots of things that I could say, but to emphasize a point that I would I shared before, which I think is still one of the best ways to market your business ever, is once a month, stand in front of a group of 20 or 30 people, deliver great value, share with them um, you know, useful information, and guaranteed every time there'll be five or 10 people in that room that will go, hey, have you got a card? You know, I love, love hearing your, your information. Can you just do it for me? Um, and there's or you already got the trust and rapport thing going. They're now no longer shopping around. They've decided that they want to work with you and it's the easiest way to get new clients. Perfect. I didn't pay Dale to say this, by the way. Um, <laughs> how do you stop competing on price? How do you stop competing on price? Well, um, I think that by building relationships prior to the sale, you, you, you don't need to compete on price anymore. When, when you've actually built that, that trust up and you can do it through, public speaking is one of the best, way, best ways because instantly you're the perceived as the expert in your particular um, field. Um, also, dem- by demonstrating value prior to the sale as well through maybe doing like a website review or something along those lines as well. Um, and I know that you've got so many great strategies to use the you know, hot, hot cognitions and all that stuff you do to, to uh, show people what you, the value that you can provide without necessarily giving away all of the, uh, the information, um, then I'd really back you up on all of your strategies as well. Yeah, awesome. Good memory, by the way. Um, <laughs> any tips on writing better proposals? Better proposals. Um, I think that, um, look, I'm not a massive fan of kind of doing uh, doing proposals because um, I just think that it's just like people don't actually want a proposal. They want to be understood. They want to be heard. They want to be listened to. They want to want to know that you get it. You get what it is that they want. And um, and once you take the time to listen to them and talk about it and draw them out and ask them more questions and, you know, how do you mean by this and what do you want here and why is that important to you? And once you do that and draw them out and you repeat it back to them, is that what you're looking for? Is that what you want? And when the person says, yes, you've nailed it, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Mm. That's like there's, there is no competition anymore. The, like, you know, most people, they just, they, they um they don't know they they um yeah don't would rather I'd rather pay more for someone that gets me and under, understands than just getting a generic proposal from a company that where I really you know have no idea whether or not they're going to uh, give me what I want. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think out of the last four or five projects that we've won, I haven't had to write a proposal at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. favorite tool or system for CRM? I think I know the answer to this question. Yeah, so um we use a system called Entreport which is a, a um, small business CRM and sort of a business management system. Um, it's kind of on par with, uh, with uh, Infusionsoft, um, but probably a little bit easier to, to use. Um, and it's worked very well for us and worked very well for our clients as well. And um, I think having a good CRM system for your own business is really important. Um, but now with kind of the way that web's going, I think that you can't have a website without having it linked to a good CRM system. Mm. And I just think that all website developers should seriously look at this becoming another arm to their business as well by saying not only can we build your website, but 
we can set up your opt-in form and we can set up your your um, um, your marketing funnel, which is a buzzword that you're going to be hearing a lot more about in the next couple of years. Everyone's now, yep. like before people were going, you know, um, I need a website, I need a website, I need a website. Now everyone's going to be running around going, I need a marketing funnel, I need a marketing funnel, I need a marketing funnel. So if you can um, partner with a good CRM system and uh, Entreport, and I know Infusionsoft offers like certification training, mm. and you can say, look, we can build your website, but we can also do this for you as well. In most cases, businesses will be able to double um, their average dollar sale yeah. by offering CRM integrations as well. Yep. Uh, love it. Entreport, for those that don't know, used to be called Office Autopilot, so you may know it Correct. by that name. I discovered, uh, talk about shiny object syndrome, I discovered recently an amazing new tool called ClickFunnels, which I'm going to put a link into the show notes because it's definitely worth checking out. I'm just going to leave it at that. You can check it out in your own time. Um, what is the best way to keep a project and a client on track? So having a good task management software is essential for any business, um, especially obviously for, for a web uh, business. There's so many different moving parts and so many things to do. And also you want to be able to, for clients to be able to see progress as well. Oftentimes they pay, pay money and they just um, don't, don't know where their project is at. Mm. So we use Teamwork, oh, yeah. um, teamwork.com, so you can um, check that yeah. out. Yep. Um, there's other ones uh, called Smart Sheets as well. I know there's Asana and there's, there's Zoho projects. There's heaps of different ones that are out there. Basecamp is another one. Yep. Uh, but then their clients, not only can it manage all of your staff internally as well and all the tasks that they're doing, and you can set up projects. So you, anytime you get a new client, you just go add a new project and it just you know, d- drops down all of the tasks. But mm. you can give your uh, external client a login just to that project so they can actually go in and see where the project is up to and all the tasks being ticked off and there's nothing more satisfying than for a client than looking in and go, oh, they did this today and they did mm. this today and you know, I'm now three days away. And, you know, so that's, that's great. I think yeah. every business needs to have one. I must say we, we use Asana a lot internally but I've just started using Teamwork to collaborate with a remote team building some stuff with us and I really like Teamwork. It's, it's very easy to use so I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, any ideas for getting referrals from existing customers? First, the easiest and most obvious thing is to ask. Most people um, never ask the actual question. And um, so, you know, just, just by saying to them, you know, have you enjoyed working with us? And the person, you know, says, says yes. And then just go, well, can you think of three other people that you know that could also benefit from using our service? Yeah. Um, and then to be able to make sure that you um, – you know, write those names down and say, look, you can contact them, but it's, you know, I know that you're busy. Would you mind if I just drop them a quick email and just um, to say that uh, you've, you've referred us, uh, you've connected us together? And the person will say, fine, grab their emails or phone numbers. And then make sure you thank them because whatever gets rewarded gets repeated. So if you then reward your customers, even just with a thank you, saying thank you so much for referring us on to Troy. He's been amazing. He's become a client of ours and we just wanted to say thank you then uh, people will just want to do more of that. So, um, you know, calling them again a few months later. Most people never ask, and so that's the reason why they never get. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, And final question in the Elevation Round, what's the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself? Um, just to again, re-emphasize a, a point um, b- around speaking, if you can just uh, put yourself out there more. Most people just aren't prepared to uh, stand on their feet and do what we do as human beings every single day. Like, you know, you will, yeah. you're born to talk and uh, you talk to, <laughs> to people, um, you know, all day, every day. What's the difference about standing up and telling people what you do to a room of 20 or 30 people? There is no difference. And so um, if you can just be prepared to do that, you know, most people aren't. And so instantly you have differentiated yourself from all of your competitors. And if you're educating people, like people don't want to be sold to, but everyone loves to be educated. And whoever educates you, you develop this bond with that particular person and you can never, um, you know, you never forget them. Mm. And you always feel indebted to that particular person as well because Mm. they've empowered you. And it's like, I remember I was looking at a camera and um, there was this one guy that spent about half an hour with me and then I went J- JB Hi-Fi and saw the same camera. It was $10 cheaper and I couldn't buy it, che- the cheaper one. I had to go back and buy it from this guy because he's invested all that time into me because I'm thinking to myself, if, if something ever goes wrong, mm. I'm not going to go into JB Hi-Fi and get any service. Mm. But I can go back to that guy who spent half an hour with me, educating me, and um, he'll be able to help if I, if I need any help in the future. So mm. you'll always become that person that they want to go back to if you've educated them. Awesome. Uh, the interesting thing that you said then is that most people are not prepared to do it and that's a huge opportunity if you are just prepared to get out of your own way long enough and get
get up and speak in front of people or even make videos or start a podcast. You know, it's weird. When I go to word camps, people recognize me from the podcast and they come up to me mm. and they introduce themselves. And there's kind of this, I have to give them a moment to get over the fact that they're meeting, you know, what they think is a celebrity, yeah? And I'm kind of going, the only difference between me and you is that I put a camera in front of myself and interview people and record it and put it up online. That's the only difference. I don't have all the answers. I'm just prepared to record it and put it up and, you know, share it. Um, so anyway, I strongly suggest and encourage everyone to be sharing more. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. Um, what is, just before you go, uh, where can people reach out and say thank you to you for this? Uh, thank you. I suppose you can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Dale Beaumont. Yep. And maybe if you can throw that in the show notes as well, that would yeah. be cool. Um, so you can grab me there. Or otherwise, um, my main website for my company is called businessblueprint.com. Beautiful. Uh, business, and there's heaps of information on there. And then there's a form if you want to uh, opt in to uh, to stay connected, um, you can do that as well. And if you're in Australia, I run a free uh, event called New Rules of Business. Um, yes, and the you website's newrulesofbusiness.com.au. And that's just um, a, an event for business owners in Australia and New Zealand to just help them to uh, to yeah improve their business. So it's definitely worthwhile coming along to, and it's free. Excellent. I will put everything that we've spoken about in the show notes underneath this video, so uh, make sure to check it out. Final question, who would you like me to interview and why? Wow. Um, well, probably Marie Folio, if you... Uh, oh, yes, right. Yeah. Nice she's one. She's a rocking girl and she's doing some amazing um, things and has built an incredible profile for herself just in the last uh, couple of years. So yeah. I know she's uh, totally rocking it. It would be great to hear an interview with her. Well, there you go, Marie Folio. I'm coming to get you courtesy of Dale Beaumont. So <laughs> thank you, man. Uh, keep your eyes on your inbox. Hey, thanks again for spending some time with us on the podcast. I really appreciate it, man. And uh, all the best for the future of Business Blueprint pleasure. Thanks so much and happy to do it anytime. Thanks. Well, I hope your brain is melting and your head is hurting and you are inspired and motivated by that awesome episode with Dale Beaumont. I am completely exhausted after that. I have Every time I speak with Dale, he blows my freaking mind. So everything you need to know about this episode will be at wpelevation.com slash Dale Beaumont, D-A-L-E-B-E-A-U-M-O-N-T wpelevation.com slash Dale Beaumont. Of course, this episode is brought to you by Video User Manuals, the most awesomest plugin in the world. Check it out at wpelevation.com slash VUM. And you never have to teach your clients how to use WordPress again, or Google Analytics, or WP SEO by Yoast, or WooCommerce, because our plugin will do that for you. And you can get it for $1 for your first month. What are you waiting for? Do it. Do it now. And subscribe to the podcast at wpelevation.com slash subscribe and you'll get some free stuff. You'll get a free report or a free PDF or an ebook or a free webinar or something awesome. Uh, and uh, please leave us some reviews on iTunes. Tell us whether we're good or whether we suck. And if we are good, give us a five-star review. It really helps us come up in the search results. That would be great. And uh, of course, the reminder to leave your comments underneath this video to enter that competition where you could win Dale's book. Secrets of Top Business Builders Exposed, valued at $33. We're giving away an electronic version of that book. You'll get a PDF. And to enter the competition, just tell us the number one thing holding you back from leveraging yourself out of parts of your business. And I'll get Dale to swing by and award the prize soon. Now, next week on the on the uh, WP Elevation podcast, we have Vid Luther of Pressable which used to be called Zippy Kid, I believe. Anyway, they're a managed WordPress hosting company. We're going to find out more about that next week on the podcast. Until then, go elevate.